0: Welcome to Game Changers, the official podcast of the Women's Sports Museum. I'm your host, Courtney Crawford, and today we're joined by the coordinator of fan and community engagement for the Pittsburgh Pirates, Haley Diaz. Haley, it's so great to speak with you.
1: Hi, Courtney. So nice to be here.
0: Can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your role as the director of fan and community engagement with the Pittsburgh Pirates?
1: Yeah, so... um, With my role, I oversee um, all of our community in Florida operations. Um, So basically all of our player events, um, our volunteer events, um, our donation requests, and anytime, you know, we're out in the community, whether with our mascot or ourselves or our players, um, that all falls under me. And then I also have a hand in our marketing and graphic design as well.
0: Cool. You wear a lot of hats, I see. Yeah. (laughs) Which of those would you say you were trained for and which of those did you learn on the fly or learn, learn to adapt to?
1: Um, I'd probably say the community side was definitely a learning curve for me. Um, in school, in the sport management major, you know, I learned a lot about the marketing aspects of that. So kind of diving into that was a little bit easier, but with the community stuff, it's more learn as you go and learn from experience. Um, so I definitely say the community stuff, but you know, I love it now. So I'm glad that I was able to learn it. Nice.
0: And where did you go to school?
1: I'm the university of Tampa in Tampa, Florida.
0: Awesome. Local. And what inspired you to pursue a career in sports and community engagement or specifically with major league baseball?
1: Yeah. So, um, as a kid, I grew up as the little girl who played all the sports. Um, my parents always wanted to make sure that, you know, I found my passion and let me try a bunch of things. And I'm grateful for that. Um, so playing sports has been, you know, a huge part of my childhood and the love for it. And then on the flip side, um, watching sports too, I grew up just watching every sport that I could and it just became a passion of mine. And then when I was deciding, you know, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? That senior year when you're 17, you have to figure out what you want to do. Um, I basically just wrote down everything that made me happy in life. And sports was one of them. And then that's when I found sport management. And then, The rest is history.
0: Very cool. Very cool. So um, when you interviewed for the position, was it um were you working with a team or were you gonna basically be running that uh the community engagement division yourself?
1: Um so I actually started here as the sales and marketing assistant. Mm -hmm. Um so when I did my initial interview, um, I was interviewing for that position. And then I worked as the assistant from January of 2022 to June of 2022. And then that's when I got my promotion into my role now.
0: Cool. That's awesome. And what type, what type of events do you uh, put on and host?
1: Um, So we do a little bit of everything. Um, I'd say some of our biggest ones would be our Pittsburgh Pirates block party that we host in downtown Bradenton. Um, We close the street. Um, it's basically a vendor fair with a live band. We have autograph sessions and just, it's a big kickoff to spring training, um, that the community just, just loves. So that's definitely one of our big events. And then on the community side, another one would be our Miracle League, um, fantasy camp. So we help uh, Miracle League and their athletes and we run an event at their field, um, And that, that one always is just such an awesome feel-good event.
0: Very cool. I would love to hear more about it. I'm just curious with the block party, how many vendors do you have that come to that? Um,
1: Last year we had, so last year is my first year, you know, taking the reins on it. So I was still learning, but we had, um, probably say over 30 vendors, Mm -hmm. but just seeing it come to life last year, you know, it made me realize that we could definitely do a lot more. Yeah. Um. So I'm really excited to dive into that this year.
0: Is it a one day event or is it a weekend affair?
1: Um. It's just a, a one day event. Um. You know, we all just we really pack it in in those Very in those couple cool. of hours.
0: <laughs> and how many fans would you say come through? Uh, come through this um, event? It
1: is. It is a, a free to the public event, so we definitely have. I would probably say a thousand maybe cool um, come oh, yeah. come and go um so it's definitely a lot of people it was it was pretty packed last year
0: oh that's very cool very cool and can you elaborate a little bit more on the miracle uh event that you put on
1: yep um so miracle league is miracle. an organization that provides the opportunity for children and adults with special needs to play the game of baseball um so they're a really really good organization um And so basically what we do is we take our players, um, to their field and we set up stations where our players teach things like pitching, catching, hitting, um, to these children and adults. And we have like rotations and we provide food and goodie bags and it's a lot of just smiles and fun. And you just can just see that, you know, these children and adults are looking forward to that event every single year. And like, that's what that's what makes me smile about it. Oh, very cool.
0: Is there a foundation arm of the Pittsburgh Pirates that runs this as well, or?
1: or um, so we actually do uh, two of them every year. So mm-hmm. we do one during spring training with our major league players, and then we do another one during Marauder season with our minor league players.
0: Nice. And you run Marauders events as well, right? Yes. Cool. So- you basically don't have an off season. In other words,
1: (laughs) no, I always like to say, you know, when this, when the season ends, it's like, Oh, what are you going to do in the off season? Where are you going on vacation? And sometimes it's like, I feel like the off season's a little bit busier than the actual season sometimes with all the planning and off season events and things like that. So we stay busy here.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's exciting. And does, I know spring training can be a very popular, uh, time. It's sort of like the tail end of, well, not really a tail end, but like the second half of, um, what we call snowbird season down here in Florida. So does that, (laughs) does the attendance increase throughout snowbird season, which is typically like November through what April ish
1: or we definitely, we definitely do see, um, a spike in attendance. You know, spring training does, um, get more attendance than our marauder season does. Mm -hmm. Um, but the snowbirds probably have to do with something, with something like that. And, um, also with, uh, we have a lot of people flying even like from Pennsylvania to see, you know, their team play in Florida. So we get a little bit, a little bit of everyone for spring training. So it's awesome.
0: Very cool. Well, the Pittsburgh Pirates have a rich history and passionate fan base, as you know, how do you incorporate Mm -hmm. this history into your engagement efforts?
1: Yeah. So that's actually a great question. Um, because, Lecom Park, where the Pirates play the spring training and the Marauders play. Actually, this year is celebrating 100 years. Um, so wow. in 1923, baseball started to be playing here. And this year we were able to celebrate that. So, you know, we did a lot of like recognitions and history of just what happened at this stadium for a hundred years. And that's really we're cool. actually the third stadium in major league baseball wait, sorry. We are actually the third stadium where major league baseball is, is played third oldest. Wow. So there's a, there's definitely a lot of history here. Yeah.
0: There's something bittersweet to stadiums being rebuilt when they have such a rich history, because I think fans can be torn between mostly not wanting to lose that, that nostalgia Mm -hmm. and that feel and that history since America's national pastime is, you know, really at the core of like sports fans you know, history, like usually it's a very historically passionate fan base, I would say. And, and I think there is something bittersweet to having, you know, a new stadium built versus preserving that rich history of the old, you know, old stadium and the feel for the, the fans and the community. Mm -hmm. In what ways do the Pirates engage with local schools and youth programs to promote baseball and community involvement?
1: Yeah. So we, we do a lot with with our schools in the area. Um, one of the things we do is we host during Marauder season is our back to school night. Um, so we, we do a backpack giveaway um, stuff with school supplies. So we give away 500 backpacks um, that day, which is absolutely you know awesome to see. Um, and, you know, we get a lot of buy-in from our, from our partners and things to help with the school supplies. So we do like a lot of things like that. And then, you know, we do school visits as well, as much as we can. Um, a lot of the kids love Marty and the players and everything like that. So we always try to do as, um, school visits as much as we can. Um, and then also, you know, just going and creating a presence at any type of back to school events, especially, um, and helping to just donate and give back to what we can to the education here. Cause you know, that's, that's really important. So
0: nice. And the concept of Pirates Charities is integral to community engagement. Can you tell us more about the organization's philanthropic efforts?
1: Yeah. So we, um, right now we have our, we have five pillars that we, you know, really stand behind. Um, and those five pillars really drive what we do in, in the community and, you know, monetary donations and in-kind donations, um, and so we really try to focus and on nurturing those five pillars as much as we can and just kind of making sure that we cover everything, but making it as valuable and as impactful as possible. Um, I think that's really important to us, especially, you know, having those five pillars, keep the key steps grounded instead of kind of trying to spread ourselves too thin and then not making what we do as impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really try to, you know, have a rich, um, community driven um, organization here.
0: Cool. And what events do you have coming up with, I guess, both the pirates and the marauders that fans can look forward to?
1: Yeah. So, um, right now I probably say just kind of diving into all the events that are happening, um, before spring training. Um, I know I keep saying the block party, but that's definitely a big one. Um, we do have, you know, we're seen at a lot of events as well. Um, we were just at a bunch of Halloween events, um, Christmas events coming up. And then once we get into January and February, um, you know, we'll be hosting our Miracle League again and just really a lot of one-off community driven events is probably the biggest one, but (laughs) Um, definitely the block party. I can't stress that enough because that really gets the fans excited.
0: And the Marauders have a woman in sports, uh, night or day, right. As well at the stadium.
1: Yes. Yes, we do.
0: Can you tell us a little more about
1: that? Yes. So, um, I started the, our woman in sports night in 2022. Um, and it's kind of been, been my baby, um, since then. Awesome. So basically, basically. The purpose of it is to drive attention to that women do belong in the sports industry, um, despite, you know, the stigma that sports are for men. So just kind of getting that message out and we do that, you know, by getting a lot of our younger like Little League softball teams and our schools and a lot of those um, really impactful young girls that can learn something. Mm -hmm. during, during our women in sports night. And obviously, you know, the women in sports museum was involved last year, which was absolutely awesome. Um, and then we do a, a pregame panel with our staff, um, basically asking questions about our challenges and our careers and what we do and just really making it educational and, and impactful and powerful for those young girls who, you know, maybe thought sports wasn't feasible, but they went to women in sports night at the Marauders game and now it is. So that's, that's really the goal.
0: Do you remember, uh, any of the questions from the last, uh, from the last event that were yeah, asked um, by a fan that I you think, would share with us? Yeah.
1: Um, my biggest one was, um, kind of name a time where, you know, you got knocked down, felt like you couldn't do it. And then how did you kind of get the courage to execute what, what you wanted to do. And I think that one was really, really impactful. Cause I think a lot of the mm-hmm. women in the sports industry today, which is sad, but had a moment like that, you mm-hmm. know, had a moment where they doubted themselves or somebody doubted them Yeah, and really just hearing the stories from our staff as well. You know, it's just that one like really always sits with me that like, it's sad that we all have a moment that like really knocked us down, but like, we're here. So we ended up overcoming it, but I think that one was m- the most impactful question for me.
0: Interesting. Cool. And that, did you answer that personally or was that just a you know, question that you thought was uh, presented to the panel as a really good one?
1: Um. Well, I presented that one. Um. Okay. I was kind of the, the moderator for oh, it. Oh, okay, cool. Um, nice. I do, you know, like have an answer for that question, unfortunately, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, just feeling like, you know, there has been moments in my life where like, I was told like when I was choosing my major, I was told to change my major to just management instead of sport management, because I'll never make it because I'm a woman I hear you. Like, I'm, like just hearing that, but I kept, I stuck with it. And it's just like thing, little things like that is just, it's really hard to
0: yeah. That's um, when, when you hear that early on, and I was around your age when I heard that for the first time from somebody saying that I would never make it as a sports artist because I didn't have the balls. And yeah. I was like, well, I don't have balls, yeah. a but, but I was only 18 <laughs> when I heard it. And I was, and I remembered that it was such an, it re, I really took it to heart, but then it also mm. drove me forward to yeah. want to prove them wrong in every yeah. way possible. And, and I think it's one of the reasons that no matter what challenges have come my way personally in or throughout my career, whatever obstacles I've had to overcome, I refuse to give up. Mm. Um, so I think it can really build, I mean, unfortunate experiences like that can really build character and perseverance. And 100%. in a way, I wouldn't want to say, try to live your life avoiding them because you can take it as a welcomed opportunity to to dig deep and prove them wrong and really find your reasons why you want to do it and prove and persevere.
1: Yeah, definitely. Just kind of using that as, as gas to, to light the fire underneath you, you know?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Can you share a heartwarming or inspiring story about the Pirates engagement with fans or the community that left a lasting impression on you?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, there's always, you know, so many times that i've like kind of had to take a step back and be like wow like i really you know love what i do um so choosing choosing one of those moments is is like choosing like i don't it's just it's definitely a difficult a difficult question because there's always so so much mm-hmm. but i definitely say um i was at my first ever um event that i was i was taking the lead on and one of um the one of the the athletes that we were helping out that day came up to me and thanked me for all we do and that they look forward to this every single year and that what we do is you know a big part of their lives.
0: That's really special. And it
1: was like such a moment where like I was all over the place. It's my first event. Like I'm trying to get things together and just being stopped like that, saying like, you're doing great. And like, what you do is really helping the yeah. community. Like, it's like snap me back in. And I was like, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. That's so
0: special. Mm-hmm. And it shows you how important the work that you put in is, you know, and, and 100%. That it and it's so great when the players recognize it and express that to, to mm-hmm. the people who are, you know, helping to put it all together, like yourself.
1: Of course. And like I have I also make all of our um our donations, mm-hmm. so like our baskets and our giveaways and things like that. Yeah. Um and I keep every single like handwritten thank you card that I've received throughout oh, my entire I love that. That's awesome. Career. Like it's just like and then I like just seeing the the little folder I had with like just one card in it and then gets so bigger. And now it's like, it can't even fit in my file That's cabinet. so nice, Haley. I love that. Yeah. It's That's definitely cool. one of like my cherished, cherished moments of, you know, like just yesterday, um, I got one from a little league hockey team that I made a donation for. And there was a picture of them, like all smiling and each kid mm-hmm. signed their name and sent it to me. And I, it was just little things like that. That's a really
0: wonderful, personal way to measure the impact of the work that you do and how, Mm -hmm. how else do you measure the success and impact of fan and community engagement initiatives?
1: Um, I'd probably say just by feedback and by smiles, to be Mm -hmm. completely honest, um, just really measuring like what we do by, you know, seeing that we are helping and like, we're not, we don't go anywhere just to go or just to show Mm -hmm. our face. Like we go because we want to make a difference and seeing that, that seeing that other people see that, that's how we know that we're doing a good job. Mm -hmm. You know, that other people know that like, we're here to help. We're not here to just show face.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And I think that's like the biggest, the biggest thing there. Oh,
0: that's cool. That's really cool. What advice do you have for any individuals or women, young women aspiring to work in sports and community engagement roles within professional sports organizations?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, never compare yourself to anybody else, no matter what it is. You know, you are who you are and, you know, show that. I think that's the biggest thing. You can really get caught up in this person might be better than me. Well, this person's a male, like this and that. But, you're you. So I would say just really show that and show that you know what you're doing. You are strong and just never give up. And if something sets you back, use that to take three steps forward mm-hmm. um, and just, you know, keep that perseverance, keep that mindset. And my biggest thing would, would be like, keep your eye on the prize. Um, don't get you know lost in, in translations. If you know what you want to do, you know, if it is, even if it's going to take you years to get there, just keep pounding the pavement and you will get there and your hard work will pay off. Awesome.
0: And how many people do you work with in the community engagement division?
1: Um, so I'm, I'm the only, um, community engagement coordinator down in the Florida office, Mm -hmm. but there is a community team up in Pittsburgh that I work with, um, closely. But down here in Florida, it's it's a one-woman show. <laughs> so what are your hours like? Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> um that would probably be another another thing I would add to my advice. <laughs> Go for the it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um a lot. Uh, a lot of hours, a lot of work, um, a lot of just, you know, long di- not long nights, 12-hour days, 14-hour days. Um but what I see it as is if you love your job, 12 hours doesn't feel like 12 hours. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, like I'm not sitting there like counting the hours waiting until I can leave. Like it just goes by and then I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm going home. And then I look at the clock and it was 12 hours. Oh, I've been here for 12 hours. So I feel like that's (laughs) something that, you know, shows that like, Hey, like if you really love your job, the hours will just go over your head.
0: Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) I love it. Um, Well, and true. Very true. You got to love what you do and have the passion for it. And finally, what do you see as the future of fan and community engagement for the Pittsburgh Pirates and professional sports in general?
1: Yeah. You know, I think that there's no ceiling. Um, We, you know, we are, I'd say we are a great community um, engagement organization, but there's always room to grow. There's always room to get better and, you know, every year I really focus on that. Like we do some of the same events every year, but I'm, I'm like, how can we make that event better each year? So I feel like there is a lot of room to grow from what we're already doing. And like, same thing with, you know, Major League Baseball as a whole, you know, all the teams are looking to grow, all the teams are looking to do better. And I think that's the best way to look at community engagement is like, you're already doing something good, but like just to make it better and push it over the edge, like it only helps everybody. So I feel like, you know, community engagement is just that it's just a never ending staircase. You just keep going.
0: Right. And I will throw one more in there because I mean, community engagement also has a digital realm to it as well. So Mm -hmm. when you talk about the future of community engagement, what impact does the, does your social media team have on these live events that you produce?
1: Oh, you know, our, our social team definitely works, works hard. Um, we always love to engage with our fans on social media, um, and really just post, you know, Hey, we're going to this event, come see Marty, our mascot, or look, you know, see what we did. We cleaned up the street today, like see what we did and just kind of posting that, um, instead of, you know, a lot of our normal marketing stuff that we do, like, it just really shows, you know, that we do have a a big presence and, you know, social media, especially nowadays, um, does play a huge role in that.
0: Haley, thank you so much for joining us today on Game Changers, for sharing so much with us in regards to your role with the Pirates and Marauders and for the wonderful impact you've been making in the local community of Bradenton, Florida, through events such as those you discussed on our episode today. For our listeners, be sure to follow the Pittsburgh Pirates and Bradenton Marauders on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and mark your calendars for the Pirates' Block Party coming up in 2024 on February 17th from 6 to 9. And on behalf of the Women's Sports Museum, I want to especially thank you all for being here with us today and would like to invite you to visit us at womensportsmuseum.org. Have a Game Changer you want to hear interviewed on our podcast? email us at podcast at womansportsmuseum.org. Catch you in the
1: next episode.